Okay? Mm -hmm. If you look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, where has God told you why He loves you? Is there any reason why God said, I love you? No. He loves you just because. Anytime that you have to have a reason to love somebody, that reason becomes conditional. Mm -hmm. I love you because you are beautiful. I love it because of what you buy for me. Because whatever you are looking into that person, uh -huh. when that thing is no longer, you make more money, so I love you. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So as I said, I'm not going to bring any theory. I'm going to prepare a whole uh, three, five chapters of stuff that I can bring. But for the sake of time, I just want to bring some quality things so we can go about Certain quotations, you don't really know that they apply to marriage. Okay. And I'm going to bring some few of them here. Okay. When you look at marriage, the whole problem is so many people divorce, it's even more in the church than outside. Uh -huh. It's more in the church. Uh -huh. People don't want to listen. People don't want to listen. That's a, that's a problem. You know, that's the problem right there. People know too much. But the more you know, if you really, you say you know, you know, you know, you know, what has that taken you to? I mean, we have powerful teachings here. Mm -hmm. But my prayer is that all these teachings, integrity, we heard about that, mm -hmm. Elijah is, uh, uh, is character, mm -hmm. loyalty, this kind of teaching is a high-tech teaching, powerful teaching. The Bible says, don't be what? Only a listener, but be what? A doer. A James 1.22, right? Yes. Let us, because we have spent time on this. And you look at marriage, as I'm talking to you about, about my wife. Teamwork. Yeah. I, you know, one thing you have to also understand is the value that you place on the person is that what counts. What is the value that you place on your spouse? And what is the simple definition of a value? The simple definition of a value is to do something even ahead before the person thinks about it. The high value you place on, I mean, how can, I, can you imagine I come from work and I see my wife cooking and I just go and sit down, get a remote and then I'm watching TV or I'm talking to her. No. The first thing, it doesn't matter whether I tie or no tie, walk through to the kitchen with her. Mm -hmm. She's cooking, I'm doing dishes. She's cooking, I'm doing dishes. Are you hearing me? It doesn't matter your title. Amen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, now my kids, well, they are all married and have left, but sometimes when, on Sundays, I have a large family. My wife uh, four kids, have four kids and they also have their kids. Sometimes they will come home and I tell everybody, sit down. Don't touch nothing. I will cook, prepare everything and serve everybody and do my own dishes. Are you hearing me? That gives the people break. Yeah. Wow. 
As a dishwasher, I went my way up to 15 years as a district manager. Amen. And then, you know, from this is so, my best place is even the kitchen. Come on. Yes, sir. That's good. You hear me? Amen. So, the need, trying to meet the need of the person before it happens. Look at this quotation. And again, I'm not going to be long, I'm going to close. Just the basic principles I want to bring to you. In Isaiah 65, verse 24, he said, Before you call, I will answer. While you are speaking, I will hear you. So, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the expectation of the person, trying to meet the person's need before it even happens. Amen. 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 I mean, this happened to be coincidental, but let me say, like, you see the shoes that I'm wearing right now. I didn't ask for it. When I came home one day, the shoe was sitting there for me. Amen. Amen. She kept close. We go out to buy stuff. She said, No, you buy yours now and I buy mine. I said, No, let's buy. I would I would get her stuff. She would go and put her stuff there and say, No, you have to buy yours. We are not in competition. We are not in competition. Nothing. For over 40 years, not a single person on this planet can say that she has sat down and advised us on anything. Over 40 years. Nobody on this planet, not my mom, not my dad, or her mom or her dad, has said that I've let me sit you down and talk to you. Amen. I'll be some welcome. Please put your hands together. So, what I'm trying to say to all of us is marriage is very important. Because it is the marriage that has the community. It's the marriage that has the church. It's the marriage that has the nation. It's the marriage that has all the whole institutions. The only two institutions that there's no graduation is ministry and marriage. That's the truth. There's no graduation. No matter your intelligence, no matter what you know, you're always there. We've been together for 40 years. I'm still learning her. She's still learning me. Because there are sometimes that the fact that you don't argue over nothing doesn't mean that there's no dis- maybe miscommunication or maybe the misunderstanding. It's going to happen. Amen. So one thing I want to bring, another thing I want to bring to us, place a value on the person. Respect and love. You talk about the four types of love and the filial and all the other stuff, the agape love. The agape love, the unconditional love, which we all have to uh, look up to. Amen? Amen? But the thing is, God loves us no matter what. So that is the love that we have to have for our spouses. I've been telling people some time. If you look into, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to close, as I said. In marriage, in ministry, they go side by side. My wife knows 
what I do. I work. She works. Of all the school, I mean, I can't keep count. I can't count how many different schools and different things. I'm telling you, I'm I'm just a long time learner. That is me. From the time that I was very little, I think I was just cut for that. And let me say this. I remember when I was going to school, just a few, some of you know some of them. Before you go to class one, that's time they have to put your hand on your over your head. And if you are if your finger doesn't touch your ear, you you you, you, you have to go back home. <laughs> and we didn't have no preschool or kindergarten. Amen. So when one one of my brother, one of the twins, I have two brothers. So what it took me to school, I remember the teacher, the teacher knew Master Kun. And when we went, a very tall, big guy with his shoes and everything. My brother took me to him and then he said, Oh, he's coming to school. I'm very little. So the man said, Okay, can you help my hand, put it over? It didn't reach just a little bit. I push it, I push it, it didn't touch my ear. So he said, You told my brother, No, we have to take him home. Then see, I bring him back. And then my brother tried to hold my hand to go. I snatched my hand from my brother's hand. He said, go where? He said, we're going home. I said, I'm not going home. I'm staying in this school. Wow. At the age of six, I said, I'm not going home. My brother left. I was crying, so he left me. There was a big bamboo tree in front of the class. So I just went inside there, played by myself. In the, in the ground. I was playing by myself. Monday, I went home, came back Tuesday morning, and then I sat there because he wouldn't let me into the class. I sat under the mango tree. And then on Wednesday, I came back. So when they came for first break and they went back, he, the teacher who said I couldn't enter school, the same teacher came to the mango tree and picked me and put me in the class. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. So me, I don't take no for an answer. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Never. And step God say no. Mm. No man has ever said no to me, and I take it. Mm. No. Mm. So if I want something from you, you better be careful. God, I have to pray. Whatever I have to tell God, I'll tell God to pester you, dream you, hey. whatever God has to do. So just pray that I don't ask for nothing. How's that be so? If I had thousand dollars, that's great for me. Are you hearing me? So in closing, <laughs> in closing, what I want to say quickly is this: there is marriage and ministry. You need a compass. When you get into marriage as a salary, you have so many people around. But it's called like a ship. When a ship is about to go, all the people, they are there looking at your relationship. They are going, the ship is on the sea going. And then you have all people. You see the big ship going, and you are going to see so many little, little ships that have fallen. 
so many divorce, separation, and all those things. But your ship, you need a captain, the captain of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. That compass has two directions. One direction is walking with the master, the other direction is walking on your marriage. The Bible says they can two walk together and say they will agree. How do you walk with the master? The word of God. Prayer. Praying together. Having patience. Looking at the person. That person is not perfect. You have never gotten married to any perfect. My wife is not perfect. I'm not perfect. We decided that we are together. No matter what, we are together. Nobody, and I mean it, I say it here, nobody can separate us. Nobody. Nothing can separate us. I've never said this is my mind. Everything is ours. Everything is ours. And how do you work on your marriage? Communication. Thinking about it before it happens. Before you leave it, before right now, I mean, we always try to undo one another, to buy more stuff, not stuff to please. Even if she's not a, she's somebody, if she doesn't have the money, she says, no, we are not buying it. She doesn't like credit. Let's buy this, not buy this, we all will pay later. No, that's why. We are straight free. I want you to know that. Amen. 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 I'm her best friend. She's my best friend. We are now nobody to get in there. So as I close, I want to tell you that this is just an introduction because we want a doctor to come and minister Amen. for the sake of time. But I can talk over and over after 40 years. Can you imagine? So many mistakes that I have made. So many mistakes. Something that somebody will get somewhere. In my, in my youthful years, one crazy thing I was saying is this. One day, listen to this. One day, I was, came back from school. And then uh, there was uh, some girl, a girl in the neighborhood that I wanted to follow. When I, w- I went... Besides her? Yeah, besides her. Yes. I was, a, I, I, was, I was a bad boy. I was a bad boy. She's very, 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 very honest. I was a bad boy. So you're not looking like a saint. So anyway, I followed this girl, and then everything, I talked to her, she was fine, I went to her house. The girl said, oh, wait for me in the room. So I went, took off my shirt, I was laying on the bed. Yes, I was laying on the bed, waiting. She said, oh, let me buy something here, I'll be right back. I said, oh, that's fine. She said, I'll be back, I'm buying something here. So she, the girl left. And after maybe 15 minutes, I heard somebody knocking the door. I said, who could this be? The, the girl went to her house and called her. Called her and they came to the room and asked the agent, and then she said, that's your husband, take your husband away. And you know, See, I'm telling you. So, can you imagine for such a person having patience for me, waiting up then all this for me? So, what can come in between us? Say nothing. Say nothing. Put your hands together. Okay. Okay. If any-
but I can answer maybe two, three questions and then we go on. Because of time, one, yes, yes, go ahead. Sure, go ahead. Could you give me the aftermath when she came and took you? <laughs> well, okay. Now, let, let me say this. She's not a talker. She doesn't talk too much. How did you see when you went home? Oh, you want to know? Yes. Why don't you try? Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I'm first. Listen. I'm. If you're talking about it, I still feel guilty. I still feel guilty about the situation. Because it was so embarrassing. Can you imagine that you, you say, oh, you are coming. I've taken on myself to nail up my bed. You are ready. Yeah. Come on. Wait, you know. And then she just came back, back up and said, no, who could be worried? That's you are coming to your room. Why are you not? So they entered. I was laying down. That's the husband. Take him away. <laughs> Yes. So is your question answered? Yes, my question is answered. <laughs> Actually, send me, I will take it because I believe within three days both of you will talk. <laughs> I know within three days. No, no, I couldn't even go to say nothing to her. <laughs> what can you say? Look. Oh my goodness. You don't know. I still think it's happening. My next question. Yes. You made a statement. Don't try to find a reason why you love your partner. Because the reason can become conditional. Because everything changes. Yeah. Everything changes around you. So anything that you find a reason to love somebody, then that becomes a condition for you to not love the person again. Good. <coughs> yes, You mentioned marriage and ministry, but isn't marriage your first ministry? Marriage is your first ministry? Oh yes, I'm not. Yes, I'm not leaving my wife nowhere. I mean, no, listen. Generally speaking, uh -huh. generally speaking, uh -huh. marriage and ministry. But marriage in itself is ministry. ministry, especially to husbands and wives, because. Ministry is about servitude, spirit of servitude, and so is marriage. Yes. So when you mention, it's like they're separate from each other. No, 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 no. Okay. I said they're side by side. I needed to clarify. They are, you know. Thank you. No, thank you, Lord. No. Marriage and ministry, they are side by side. I said that because I said they are the only two institutions that don't have no graduation. That's what I said. But the thing is, my first marriage. Is my, my wife. My ministry, my first ministry is my wife. If I can't serve her, I can't serve nobody. If a church woman needs something, I have to, I'll get permission. I'll say, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to do this. And thank God for all these great men of God. You know the sacrifice that first ladies make. And some people don't know. The kind of sacrifices that they make. Oh my goodness. Only God. Another time we talk about it. Yes, sir. Is your hand up? No, no, no. Oh, okay. You are resting your hand. Okay. You have a question. That last question. Yeah, Papa. Yes. Uh, as you were talking, you were talking about how long you married one, and uh, for 40 years you want to, I mean, share the experience you have in the marriage and how the condition. Is. You want me to share now? 
Oh, so you can talk to me later about it. Okay. I don't have time. No, we don't have time for that today. Sorry. I mean, right now, so I can only tell you so much. Amen? It's a long time. My son is 42 years. He'll be singing for ministry. Tomorrow and Sunday he'll be ministry. He'll be ministry. My baby girl is 33 years. My last one. You see her, right? You see her? Yeah, you see my family. You all know them. My last one. My last one, 33. Who's that? After that, <laughs> that will be a good actor. That's a, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, what do you have? What's the question? Mine is uh, simple. I like if you're a man uh -huh. and you want to get married, uh -huh. and if you meet a woman, how will you know she's a married material? It's right. a married material. Right. 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 Well, there are some, first of all, if you're not married, you keep praying about it, and then God is not going to find for you. He said, whoever finds a wife, God doesn't say, good. the first thing God did, everybody blamed on God. Adam, after Adam and Eve, God is not finding no wife or husband for nobody. You go and find it. But you look at the person, it's not that the physical ability, that the person's dependability, the faithfulness, good attitude, the person, you know, there's some basic stuff that you can look at for the person. How of course, some people do hide their characters. Exactly. When you marry them before the characters start showing Well, listen, number one, marriage is not false. I never forced her, she didn't force me. We understand it. So if you hide your character, and then that is going to be like marrying four people in a marriage. Because you have number one, the real you versus the real woman and the false woman and the self-false woman. So you have four people in the marriage and that's no, that marriage will not last, I can tell you right now. You have to go open integrity. We talk about it. So go and practice integrity. If the person is not practicing integrity, that's not your wife. So as I'm trying to say, son, I can help you. Any area you want me to help you, I can help you. I'm blessed with it. I can bless you so much with it. I want to know, yes. for 40 years experience, have you, have you ever fight with your wife before? Fought about, I don't, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say fight. I'll say misunderstanding. And the misunderstanding actually is not between ourselves. It has to do with our children. Because, you know, after all this training, I'm a very, very, very stern person. Principled. I'm very principled. If I say I'm going to do something, except God say no, I'm going to do it. If God say no, they know. We have meetings sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 in the morning. If somebody does something, they are always together. So I wake everybody up and have a meeting, emergency meeting. <laughs> yes, that's what the family is their family. Yeah, we will fight on Sunday, Saturday night and pre and pre I'm your pastor on Sunday. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with her. To do with maybe misunderstanding of the children. People who are afraid, I'm telling you, if you are if you are a fearful person, you can be a parent. Some parents are not disciplined. Now you have parents, children telling parents what to do. Uh -huh. Not me. My children, four children, every one of them, they had money, they had everything that they could have left their house. 
and nobody left the house until they were married. Nobody, not one of them, you can ask the whole society. My last boy, the lady, that girl, she got married last December. She was in the house. There were some boys that came and said, oh no, we can't marry because you're staying in your father's house. You have to move into your house. She said, I am not moving. My brother didn't move, my other brother didn't move. Why would I go? It's something that is how you make it. If you go out, it should not pass 12 o'clock. Everybody has to be in the house. And they, they didn't go alone, they were always together. You could be tender storm, call me, let me know where you are. Now they are my friends because they are all grown. But sometimes people let them dictate to you what to do. No, you will not tell me what to do. Amen. You will not tell me what to do. If you leave under my roof, you will not tell me what to do. And some of you are afraid, oh, you will run away. Go away. Why will you not go to India? Why are you not going to China? All those why he brought you to me. I am your dad. My son is 42, almost 43. Never call me anything but that. Are you hearing me? So we have a lot to talk about. Anyway, thank you so much. God bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I will thank you for these 40 years or above. You suffer with money in marriage. No, we enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how you, how you, you know, uh, you should ask use word saw or see the ministry. In this number of years, um, well, people are here, we are down there, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, distance. Now, did you suffer in this ministry that could not allow any of your children to go after you, to follow after you as your bishop, for any of them to desire to be a bishop, or on the other hand, on the female side, to desire to be a pastor's wife. As a result of what you suffered, they said, no, I cannot be a pastor or a bishop or a pastor's wife, because of what they saw you suffered in the ministry, anything like that? Yeah. I would say suffering. Uh, I would say suffering. And again, uh, in my youthful years, I wasn't a pastor. Okay? Uh, that's why you know the person is for you. There was a time that I go to school, coming home, we have a, a restaurant, like a, what do you call a restaurant? A beer bar. We run a beer bar before. You know, of course, the pastor told yeah, my top it is. I was the district, I was, I was the district, I was the vice, the assistant. I was a, I've had so many positions as assemblyman, um, district. Uh, I was a secretary to cutting board district assembly, and I was also the district, the assistant secretary to uh, a tip, uh, district drinking bar association. I used to drink. Yeah, I mean, this guy was my friend, uh, 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 I mentioned the day. We used to drink Guinness together. 
Yeah, we used to drink Guinness. I mean, we were friends to another guy. And every time he came, my place from uh, at Kumasi all the way to Tamale, one of the busiest part. No driver would pass there without stopping there. The place was booming, and she was there with me. When the Lord called me, we left home. Okay? So don't look at that we are saints and we are not. No, we are, she never, she's not a drinker, but me. <laughs> Okay. Well, at one time I can give you one instance that uh, all of them they were upset and they said we do not believe in this God. Because I was working for an institution, and one thing about me, even when back on my brother, every time I'm not from, I wasn't complete from a Christian home. So one of my brothers, he always said, if you take my money, you die because my money is belonged, I've taken it to this place, that place. So even that maybe that's why Shepherd is Shepherd to chose me as a treasure. Because they know I'll never take their money. <laughs> That's one thing I've never, I will never take one person's set. If I go to the bank and they give me more than one dollar, I give it back to them. Amen. Amen. So they was accused me that I've, I've taken some money, and they counted the money and they said it was short for five hundred. And then on Wednesday they said the money was over five hundred. I said, why, why are you guys playing games? And I was fasting about 30, I think 30 days or 40 days. So my kids were so hurt. They said, why would God do this? If God, your God is a good God, why would they blame this on you, knowing how honest you are? So they were so upset. And I tried to explain to them that we're talking about temptation and all these things. And I said, listen, look at Job, what he went through. So this is also part of it. Eventually, I was trying to convince them. They came around. They're all ministers now. My son is a, is, a, is a pastor, and then my daughters are all ministers. They all know. You see them, all of them, tomorrow will be here. So, yes, I'll be challenging our living family. Amen. Amen. Please. Um, yes, yes, contribution. Contribution, okay. Please, uh, we want, want to hear from Dr. Marissa. So, yeah. yeah. In relation to um, the upbringing of our, our children, I believe that. Uh, one of the key things that we also have to do is to teach them the truth. You know, they are, we have to build their life on, their life on a solid foundation. I, I have never worked before, you know, and when children to see me in ministry, you know, then I make sure that I teach them precept on precept, the line of my life, be a little, there a little. And that explains a lot of questions, you know, in, in their mind. So they must be exposed to the word of God and then too. And we must also, it's not that we, we should keep them away from knowing suffering, but we should also let them know the challenges that are involved yeah. in ministry and trust God that it will digest Amen. at the right time in them. And that also, uh, and then sometimes, can we please give them some few benefits? You know, yeah. There are times I travel and then I'll tell them that, hey, this person got this for you, you know, as a gift. And it, it makes them so good that it, at least, and the ministry has a benefit. You know, there is a benefit in the 
ministry. You know, sometimes when we organize a revival, I go to a place and I preach and I'm being blessed. You know, I buy stuff for them and I will tell them, oh my God, I was so much blessed. You know, so this is what, this is the proceed. I want you to be blessed. So it, it makes them also to respect the place, a value on what we are attracting. So, there's a lot to talk about, and I know God is going to bless all of us. Please get the introduction, so we'll have ourselves. Those of you who are telling this, that's my area. It is not easy, you know, raising 